Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. God loves you. That's the message of this Sanctity of Life Sunday. God loves you. It's really the same message as every other Sunday of the year. And yet on this Sunday, it's a bit different too. A little more important to say. And to say a bit louder. And a bit more boldly. We just sang of this love, the only son from heaven, foretold by ancient seers, by God the Father given, in human form appears. No sphere his light confining, no star so brightly shining as he, our morning star. And that light is the light of his love. The love of the Father to send his Son. The love of the Son to go to the cross and to die for the sin of the world. The love Isaiah too spoke of when he prophesied of this still coming Jesus. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach To the end of the earth. To shine the light of God's love to all nations. To the end of the earth. But what does that mean? What are the ends of the earth? Pole to pole. Sea to shining sea. All seven continents. Yes. But you're thinking too big. You need to think smaller. That my salvation, that the light of my love, God says, may reach from the womb to the tomb. From the big house to the poor house. From homes gilded with gold to those made of cardboard. From first world to third world. To winners and losers, the wanted and the unwanted, married, single, divorced, widowed, big families, no families, broken families, blended families, literate and illiterate, educated and uneducated. God loves you. Do you think that way? Sometimes, maybe. Do you act that way? If you ask most people who their favorite team or their favorite athlete is, most people usually don't pick the team that finishes last or the guy who sits on the bench and doesn't play much. They pick the winners, the stars. The MVPs and the goats, and not the you lost the game for us kind of goats, but the greatest of all time goats. That's who the world loves. Do you think that way? 
Do you act that way? Think about who Jesus picked to be his disciples. The guys who fish all night and catch nothing. They are the folks who today shoot the air balls, miss the penalty kicks, fall off the beam, and drop the pass. Folks who sit so far down the end of the bench that nobody knows their names. To them, Jesus said, follow me. Do you think that way? Do you act that way? Statistics say the world does not. And like it or not, the world is a powerful catechist, even to us, about who is worth something and who is not, about who is important and who is not. And the messages we are bombarded with every day are bound to influence us and our thinking making our message this Sanctity of Life Sunday even more important. For the world continues to snuff out life, life that it thinks is not important or not of any worth. It was reported that abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide last year, accounting for approximately 42 million Deaths, or 42% of all deaths. But then add to that number all the mercy killing, assisted suicides, genocide, murder, war, neglect, abuse. Seems like a whole lot of things considered more important than life. My life or my neighbor's life. But the truth is that after all those other things that seem more important go away, your life and your neighbor's life is the only thing that doesn't, that will go on living. And so Jesus comes into this world of death with his life, teaching us and showing us that God loves you that you are important, that you are worth something, no matter who you are. Many today will tell you that whatever is growing inside a woman, it's not a baby, it's not a person, it's not a life. But Jesus says, that baby is worth my life. Many today will tell you that handicapped persons are not fully human, not worth as much. But Jesus says, that person is worth my life. Many today will tell you that the elderly, the suffering, the dying are not worth keeping around. But Jesus says, that person is worth my life. Can we learn to see others that way? Maybe sometimes we do. Maybe sometimes not. Do you think 
If we did, that would change us. That's why Paul could thank God for the Corinthians, as we heard him do today. Otherwise, he certainly would not have. They were a mess. They were a church filled with so many problems. And yet Paul saw something else in them. People worth the life of Jesus. And so worth his life. Can we learn to see others that way? Do you think that would change us? And how do you look at others, even in here? Do we see them this way or judge them some other way? Think them not worth as much of our love, our time, our energy, our effort, our forgiveness. So Jesus not only came into this world of death with his life, he comes into this world of sin with his forgiveness. Teaching us and showing us that God loves you no matter what you have done, where you have fallen, how much you have failed. Jesus says, you are worth my life. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's how John put it. For Jesus didn't just come to live with sinners. He became one. He didn't just live with those despised and abhorred. He became that, according to Isaiah. Sometimes people go out and sleep in a box or go hungry one night to see what it's like to be homeless. That's fine. But don't think that's what Jesus did. He did much more than that for you. He became that. He became you and died for you. That you know his love and have his life. And he stayed. That's what the first disciples wanted to know. In the reading from John, they go up to Jesus and they ask him, where are you staying? Because he was. He wasn't just dropping in and dropping by for a short time. He came to stay. Even after his death and resurrection and ascension, he tells those same disciples, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so Jesus' love and light and life is to the ends of the earth and to the end of the age. So where is he staying today? You know. It's in his word and sacraments. Here is his love and forgiveness for you and for all. His baptism saying, You are worth my life. I want you as my child. His absolution saying, You are worth my life. I forgive all that you have done, all the places you have fallen, everywhere you have failed. And his supper saying, You are worth my life. My life I give to you in my body and blood. Take and eat 
and live. Because your life is important to me. Is holy to me. Is worth everything I have. Maybe you don't think of yourself that way. Or others that way. But that's what Isaiah wants you to know. And that's what Paul wants you to know. And that's what John wants you to know. That it's true. God loves you. Jesus died for you and for all people, even those who today take life. Even those who today advocate for the taking of life. Can we learn to see ourselves that way? And see others that way? Do you think that would change us? And if others despise us and abhor us for that, for speaking up for life, for trying to put an end to abortion, for babies, for the disabled, for the elderly, for the suffering, for the dying, for trying to put an end to mercy killing and assisted suicide, for sinners big and old, for young and old, for wanted and unwanted, for trying to speak for the sanctity and worth of every life. If people abhor and despise us for that, we're in good company. So was Jesus. But he came and he stayed for all and is for all and wants all to the ends of the earth. And to the end of the ages. And so the message of the church on this Sanctity of Life Sunday, every Sunday, is God loves you. And today maybe we say it a bit louder and maybe a bit more boldly. And today we pray that not only may we say God loves you, but that we say this too. So do we. Lord, stay with us and give us and all the world such love. The love you have for us, for all people, for all life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.